Welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini. I am your host, Caleb Figgles, and I want to start off by wishing all of my martini drinkers out there a happy pride, y'all. I am so excited about this episode, and, well, it it comes at the perfect time. Uh, Much like me. No. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I need put down. But, um... I do have an amazing guest for you this uh, episode. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to talk with Alvin Keith, a wonderful Broadway television film actor who really just propels this episode forward. And for that, I am incredibly grateful. Uh, we talk about like what pride means to us, the accomplishments of the LGBTQIA plus community and the setbacks and just everything in between. Uh, including reasons why I still feel justified in going to Atlanta for a long weekend. So, uh, the themed cocktail of this episode is the Rainbow Martini. I know it's a bit on the nose, but fucking go with it. Um, I will say it is a bit of a DIY cocktail. <laughs> I haven't really been able to perfect it, but it is orange juice, vodka, grenadine, blue, cacao, champagne, and strawberries. And you start by mixing the vodka and the orange juice in your glass at your desired pour. The website recommends three parts orange juice, one part vodka, but I think you guys know me well enough to know that I didn't do it that way. Uh, and then you add the grenadine, which would sink to the bottom, and then you mix in the champagne till it gives you like a little less than a full pour of the glass, and then you mix up a quarter ounce of the blue caracao, uh, and essentially it should make a rainbow in your glass. But you also just get what you get, so. and then you garnish it with the strawberries so you look cute. Okay, so uh, that's about it. I think so. Yeah, here we go. This is Alvin, Keith, and I on Pride. A little bit like this. Hey, Alvin. Hey, Caleb. Oh my gosh, how are you? I'm great. I'm great, actually. I can tell. We've got our drinks. Life is good. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Oh my gosh. And I do have my drink. I do have my drink. Not only for the podcast, but also for Pride. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I've been, oh, no, never apologize. I've been. Have um, you started yet? <laughs> no, okay. Stop. 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 Oh, no. This is going to be the greatest episode of all time. I can just feel it. Um, oh, my. I have been uh, told that a shout out was expected. So I do have to shout out Lisa Ann Goldsmith, who listeners, she was on my Shakespeare episode. Um, And uh, she actually is the one who gave me Alvin's name uh, to be on this, on this episode. So very big shout out. And thank you to her for setting this up. Love you, Lisa Ann. We love you so much. Um, and I've, I've, I've gotten to talk with Alvin a few times. We've done these um, wonderful Shakespeare Sundays together that Lisa Ann and Owen Thompson, also from season one, episode three, have set up. Um, and we've done two, three, I don't know, I don't know three or four, two or three. <laughs> what, drinks? Drinks, yeah. We've been drinking <laughs> three, three or four drinks. Um, <laughs> Probably actually over the course of the Shakespeare shows, you probably have been in over three or four drinks, um, oh, yes. especially the last one. But oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we read Time in of Athens and I, when I read it, I was so tired because I was 
the most hungover from a wedding the night before, which since it's Pride, I will say was my very first gay wedding, which was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Loved it. But I was nice. so hungover the next day that I was reading the first part. And I was like, this is so funny. And then <laughs> I, we got to the point where we were doing it. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> it's only been a it's few always, hours. Yeah. It's always funnier in your head. It really right? was. And then we were doing it's it. And I went, okay. All right. Yeah, well, thanks right. a lot, Caleb. I had the first line of the freaking play. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot it. I <laughs> forgot it was a comedy too. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. To in. Um, but uh no, we 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 got to do Midsummer and you were Oberon and we got to do yeah. Othello and you were Othello. Oh my gosh, I wish you guys could have seen it. It was heartbreaking and beautiful. And I think about it every day. So um, that's my life. And Lisa Ann and I did Anthony and Cleopatra. Were you, did you, you didn't do Anthony and Cleopatra? No, I didn't do that one. But uh, Alvin, if you wouldn't mind giving my listeners just a little lowdown about who you are, what you're about, who do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, sweet. In what, in seven words? Yeah. In seven words. Yeah, and a haiku at the end, please. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I'm Alvin. My name is Alvin, Alvin Keith. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, uh, born and raised there. I went to Morehouse College for undergraduate and I did graduate school uh, at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. Um, so I'm quote unquote classically trained, uh, right? But I also hold a degree in mathematics. So um, that's a little trivia from I love that. Uh, yeah, me. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, then I moved to New York directly uh, after. Uh, I didn't always want to be an actor. I when I went to Morehouse uh, as a freshman, sophomore, junior, I really thought that I was going to uh, go to medical school and become a neurosurgeon, and got bit by the acting bug. <laughs> Bugs. Bugs, uh, yes. Yeah, I just <laughs> kept getting bitten over and over and over again. Sneaks up I on you. Did. <laughs> yes. It stopped sneaking and I started inviting it. <laughs> right, exactly. It so much, it was so much better. It was so much better. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean that's kind of also, you know, that's kind of that's that's kind of the story. I moved to New York directly after graduate school. Um and I've just been very uh, blessed and fortunate to um, to have a career here yeah. in New York, um, you know, which is, oh, Lord, something to be so grateful uh, yeah. for. Um, uh, let's see. I'm a, a Shakespeare nerd. I love uh, classical theater. I love classical texts. I just love words. Um, uh, what else? Um, ah, no, no, not that. Um, Ah, that's something about me. Well, you can't see it. Uh, but I have a wedding band on. Yes. Um, I was married uh, two, almost two years ago. Woo. I got married to, yes, the love of my life, the wonderful, uh, awesome, foreigner, uh, <laughs> uh, John Paul Warmus. That's my boo. 
And um, we got married almost two years ago, uh, but we have two anniversaries. Um, the two-year anniversary of the actual wedding and then the 16, 17-year anniversary of uh, like that moment when we said, okay, we're going to be yeah. together. Yeah. So it took us, uh, you know, what almost fifteen years? Yeah, to get uh, to get married for uh, various sundry reasons. I'm sure right. we'll probably get into that at some point. <laughs> I'm sure there. we will. Um, um, but the interesting thing about that, you said that you just attended your first gay wedding. Yes. Um, my first gay wedding was my own gay wedding, mm-hmm. and uh, Lisa Ann officiated. That bitch. I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this <laughs> I know. Yes, yes, yes. She's, she's yeah, a goddess. Everything. She's yeah. a, I was just Everything. about to say, she's like the goddess. Yeah. I know. And yeah. She's like, Absolutely. you know, this beacon of light that comes into your life and you're like, what did I do to deserve that? All right, I'll take it. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that's a lot of light. It Damn. is. Thank it you is. for giving me all the <laughs> No, I, I love, I really I know. Well, truth, honey, that she's the truth. I, I love know. Her. We love you, Lisa Ann. Um, well, that's uh, that's amazing. I, I didn't know that it had been two years. I don't know for why. I, I, for some reason, I thought you had just, you just got married. But I guess there's really no oh. reason that I should have thought that. I well, assumed. you know, with COVID, COVID's yeah, been true. around now for what? Like almost a year and a half? A year and a half? Well, yeah. Not quite a year and a half. But like... When I think about the things that I last did, I always think that they were last year. And yeah. none of that shit was in 2020. No. It was no. all in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I had one play in like 2020 that ended in March right before the pandemic. But, right. you know, after that, everything that I did, I mean, we didn't it's do a, anything. It's a blur. It, it all blurs yeah. together. I don't know when things happened what I did when. I moved, but no. I couldn't tell you when. It sure, sure it says on my lease, but they might not even know. Um, oh yeah, they know you I just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> I need a place to live. Thank you. Give me the here. Key. I'm queer. <laughs> so get used to it. I, I will say that my building. I think everyone on the first floor is gay, oh, and then wow. it, it's a very it's a very LGBTQIA plus friendly. I've gotten so good at including all the letters now. It took me a really long time just because I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> just really yeah, bad. I was about to up. say. It sounded like you were pledging a fraternity or something there. You know, they well, you I am Greek alphabet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking am. Uh, <laughs> it's my only fans. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. God. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy um, Pride. Happy Pride. Uh, every time we'll say it, we'll take a little cheers. Yes, I'm, I'm taking it. Absolutely. Oh, look at you. You're in. Um, so. For any Pittsburgh people out there, um, this weekend is our Pittsburgh Pride. So this episode will actually get released (laughs) the day after. Uh, But it's for everyone. So, um, and I guess just to sort of kick us off with sort of our discussion, um, I'm just going to dive right in with the nitty gritty and ask you what, what, what Pride means to you. Oh, uh pride what does pride mean to me so like the first thing <laughs> okay the first thing that actually came to my mind just now was like 
lions. But um, <laughs> as to then, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's God. I no idea. Um, but lions. Okay. Um, let's see. Pride, pride. So, like, um, I get a visceral kind of like uh, I have a visceral response to pride. Uh, so I guess I, it means I, t- I take it something I take kind of seriously. So pride. Yeah. I think of family. I think of. Um, I think of achievement. I think of um, uh, what confidence, uh, dignity. Um, I think of uh, big, volume, bold, um, loud. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Fabulous. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's pride for me. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's it's this thing that I mean, I am someone I didn't come out until much, much later in life. Um, and by much, much later, it's not that long ago. It was, I was 22. Oh. I could be wrong about that, but we're gonna say I was 22. Um, if it wasn't, it was 21 <laughs> or 23. It's somewhere around there. It was it was there. Um, Nothing happens at 23. No, no. So we're going to say, we're going to say 22. Um, And so prior to that, my only experience with, with sort of like when we talk about pride, when we talk about like June pride and things like that, because I mean, let's just be honest, pride is not just for June. It is all fucking year long. Like I've always and forever, I'm going to be proud of, of, of who I am and the community that I'm a part of and, and the world that, you know, I, I belong to. Um, but when it comes to June pride, uh, I, I went to Indiana university of Pennsylvania, which is like, it's, it's there. It exists. There's four traffic lights. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> um, but Were like, you proud of that? I was proud of that. Um, but they, they didn't really do anything for pride. And my hometown certainly didn't. I, I, my hometown, had two stoplights and one of them was a decoration. But my first introduction to pride was actually, um, I worked at, at Apple, um, at an Apple store, pretending to know what I was doing for the longest time. And one thing that I was (laughs) quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I was confident and people just let me do what I wanted. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to erase everything. And they were like, okay, all right, well, you're a genius. I'm a genius. And my word is law. Um, but, <laughs> but Apple does do this one really cool thing. It might be the only cool thing they do when it comes to pride, um, <laughs> which is they, they do, or they are involved with like the big, like temple pride cities, like San Francisco, Houston, New York. Right. Um, they do international ones and you can enter a raffle to get to go out as a representative of Apple. Mm-hmm. To march in the parade and everything. So I entered this raffle. Uh, my friend and I both got picked to go to the same one. So I went to San Francisco Pride. Um, oh, wow. And this was 20... I'm not going to bog myself down with dates because I'm going to be wrong about all of them. A few years ago? A few years ago. <laughs> yes. So that was the beginning of June. And then June 12th was the Pulse shooting. 
And oh. we were going out two weeks after that. We were going in for the end of June. And so, yeah, we found out the beginning of June, Pulse happened, and then Pride was two weeks after that. And whenever I, when I was going over this and I was thinking about like what Pride means to me, this story it just stuck out like a sore thumb because I've never forgotten it. But so, you know, Pulse happened. And if anyone doesn't know, there was a shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Um, and I'm not going to say the date because I'm going to get it wrong. and <laughs> look like a fucking douchebag. But I, I got to work that day. And I'm so fucking angry just because, one, that happened. Two, everyone's coming in and complaining about not knowing their password. I'm like, people are fucking dead. I don't care about you, Susan. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> My friend was there that day and, and the store I worked in was very diverse when it came to, um, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and everyone, we were all just angry. And I was talking to my friend, we both had lunch at the same time and I was talking to her and I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm terrified to go to San Francisco, like the gay Mecca of the United States wow. for pride in two weeks after this just happened. And she, we were all just like, so like, I'm like getting emotional talking about it. She reached across the table and grabbed my hand and she was like, that's why we have to go. And that has like stuck with me forever. I've never forgotten that conversation. And I was like, you're, you're fucking right. You're right. You're 100% right. And we, I just remember like driving to the airport and I'm like, well, okay, we're doing it. And so we get there and greatest experience of my entire life. It was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun. It was locked down. It was the most, I've never felt more mm-hmm. secure to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that that's always been just such, such a vivid memory. When I think of pride, that's the moment that I think of. Um, oh, that's awesome. It was great. I loved it. That's well, so, I, mean, I didn't love that. I don't love the circumstances, you. but you know. But kudos to you and your friend, man, uh, for for doing that, for having that insight. You know, movements, yeah. movements, right, are fueled by youth. They're mm-hmm. fueled by the young people. The movements are not fueled by older older people. We don't have the energy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just you, you, like, fought, it, just, yeah. you just really, you just don't have it. Movements are so. Yeah. I applaud you and your friend, and she was completely right with why you. You had to go in. So thank you, you know, for going. That's, that's fantastic. It's, and you're, that you bring up such an interesting point because just in saying that, like when I was doing the research for all of this and looking at the timeline of everything and the people who were involved in all of the different stages, like from like the 50, I mean, my research goes back to the 50s because I don't know, I guess I'm not thorough, but but from there on and the, the group, you're, you're so right. The, movements are, are fueled by the youth and it's it, there's this sort of moment of the passing of the torch that i i feel like subtly happens almost non-verbally in that you know just the respecting the fight that came before you and moving it on because god like i couldn't imagine like being the generation that like dropped the ball and like mm, well sorry now oh my god gay yeah. marriage is now illegal um so mm-hmm. that's that's interesting that's interesting. I like the way you put that. No, I mean, it's just, it's so, well, because, you know, it's so funny. As much as I know that uh, it's June and gay pride, and you said, what did pride mean to me? I have to tell you, very the first words that came out of my mouth when you go back and listen 
to this had absolutely nothing to do with my sexuality. Mm-mm. Absolutely nothing. But it's so interesting. I find that so interesting because that's my experience. You know what I mean? And I'm older than, <clears throat> than you are. Yeah. And for all of you that are listening, I am not old and I'm not that much older than Caleb, but I am a little bit older. Okay, back to the... The number is slightly uh, higher. Yes, just a little, just a few. A skosh. A skosh. Yeah, it's a skosh. But seriously, uh, for me, it was was, um, was different uh, growing up because pride, the very first... Uh, thing for me with pride and my experience with pride is being African-American. Yeah. And whenever I hear the word uh, pride, so I, I haven't really thought about this until really this moment. You asked me, what did pride mean? You asked me that today, June 3rd, you know, 2021. And still to this day, the, the things that come to my mind are family, dignity, strength, um, which are, all valid across, you know, whatever. One hundred percent. You know, those those uh, attributes or or qualities or what have you are all things that I learned and uh, that I had to learn to be proud of myself as an African American uh, before I knew anything about sexuality. Yeah. You know, and who that was. You know, so pride has been with me for a long time, and. Oh God, this is so interesting. Over the course of of my life, right? Um, pride has come back, perhaps, and uh, uh, reimagined itself, or you know, changed its its face, or maybe added another layer. Ah, that's probably better. Added another layer uh, to my understanding of pride uh, and and what that what that means uh, to me, because I do know. I never, ever remember a moment of not being proud of being Black. Yeah. I don't remember a moment when I wasn't. (laughs) I absolutely remember not being proud of being gay. 100%. I absolutely remember it, and it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I just got married two years ago. Right, right. It's boom. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Boom, right yeah. there, right. So when you ask the question, like, what does pride mean, and, and things like that, like it, that it has evolved uh, for for me. Uh, I didn't know anything about gay pride, pride, and or, or really, honestly, gay anything, honestly, really, until I was, um, left Houston, left home, and went to college in Atlanta. Which, honey. Okay, that's, <laughs> <laughs> not only was it, you know, the black mecca, but baby. There it was. <laughs> I did, I had no clue. I did not, I did not know uh, anything about, you know, uh, homosexuality, and blah, 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 you know, other right. than something that you would read in a book or right. here in church. Okay. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I get to Atlanta and you, you, you know, so, seeing people, all different types of people. You're going to clubs now. There was one called Backstreet that was open 24 hours, honey, seven days a week. 
Oh, it was called Backstreet. Hello. Um, Think about it. Yes, it was fantastic. And so my flight now. Right. (laughs) Do you know what? The building is still there. I don't know if if it's still that club, but it's but you know what? There's always a back street. There's so, always. Yeah. Book your ticket. There's always a back street. <laughs> All right. But there, um, my, you know, it, the idea of being proud about being gay when I was in college, it, it, it wasn't pride at all. It was maybe uh, uh, being maybe curious, yeah. infatuated, you know, so when gay pride month happened or when, you know, there was a parade or when, you know, uh, those people that were, you know, that were gay or you go to uh, like Piedmont Park or something and the queen, you know, doing the yeah. whatever, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I, that wasn't pride for me. Yeah. I mean, maybe then I might've thought it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My teen, I might've thought that that was pride, but yeah. now I look at it, it wasn't pride, you know, at, at all. Um, it was something to do, something to be, it was just fun. It was, yeah. I'm going to get, you know, wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fabulous, you know. And, and what happens, happens. This situation? <laughs> well, but no, but look, how can I be in this situation and nothing happened? Yeah. How can I be in this situation being all, of, you know, doing this, that, and the other, basically being a fucking tease. Mm-hmm. You know, a tease for others, but really, you know, in retrospect, a tease for myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it's interesting going off of sort of what you said. It's it's almost sort of like pride becomes a bit of an evolution for you internally in that yes. it's sort of like, you know, the, the the curious side of it where you're like, okay, this is great. And then it's almost sort of like your first, I don't want to say your first pride, but it's like your first pride is actually your first acceptance of like, and we're here. And then yes. it grows yes. from there. yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And in really saying we are here, you know, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Being included in that. Mm-hmm. I think early on, I wasn't including myself in that. I was yeah. being safe, being a quote unquote bystander on the outside right. looking in. You were around smack dab up in the middle. Honey, I was in the middle. Okay. <laughs> this was during the time of Vogue. You know what I mean? Madonna was killing it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. As a uh, yeah. college student, everybody saw Paris is Burning. It was right. already 15 years old at that point. But like, that's what you went and watched because right. now you're in college and you want to know about being gay. Watch Paris. So Paris it's, is you know, it was that voyeuristic, you know, uh, thank you. Yes, Paris is Burning. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Everyone Depressing should watch hell, it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a must. Yeah, it's, 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 probably, it's available somewhere, I'm sure, right now. So fucking yeah, exactly. do your due diligence. Um, yeah, Paris is Burning. But it, but it did, it, it, it like evolved. So then I get to like New York, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, it becomes a little more serious for me because I'm actually seeing uh, adults, real adults, living, making livings, making their living, having a career, you know, and really owning mm-hmm. who they are, you know, their sexuality included right. in that. And then having friends, that were courageous enough to uh, do this. And we're talking in the 90s, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're talking late, we're talking late uh, 90s, yeah. uh, late 90s. And even then, you know, um, it was courageous for people to actually 
uh, have uh, the, the, for their bosses or, or their their uh, jobs to know their sexuality, what have you. People were not married um, at that at that time in the late nineties, right? And I was held accountable by my by my friends, you know, by those people that I thought that that I considered friends of mine and they considered me a friend of, of theirs. And it came to the point where I was like, hold it, I cannot deny and I shouldn't deny um, or lie about or uh, act as if my friend, this part of my friend doesn't exist uh, because of their sexuality. This is right. now wrong. This is, you you know, so it's still, so you're, you're playing with this album. You're playing around with this. You're not proud. You know, you're acting right. out. And so it's still like, you know, it was still evolving, evolving. And that took me, I'm sorry, this is such a fucking long answer. But no, you, it's you perfect. Asked the question. <laughs> you asked the question. I did. I did. I did. Um, and trust me, uh, listeners, honey, there's a book in here. I'm truly giving you like the three main highlights. But the book's going to be so much better. Um, and then, you know, then you go into, uh, uh, then I got into a relationship, like, an actual relationship that I had no idea was going to, you know, that it was a relationship, right? Yeah. And it was my first relationship uh, with a guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I say relationship, meaning like, okay, you you both are committed to each other, you, you recognize each other's, you know, what have you, not... Yeah, the relationship. Right. That was relationship. The, very, the very first one. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Very first uh, relationship. And uh, I married that dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there you have it. Yeah. Over that course, pride evolved as well because for the first 10 years of that, my family did not know that John Paul existed. Yeah. Right? And it took us, and he was so good, he, he never really gave a shit you know, whatever it is. If I was happy, he was happy. Yeah. Um, you know, type thing. But it took our 10-year anniversary, uh, 10 years of us actually kind of being together. And it was, I I, um, I felt so convicted. I was like, this is horrible, Al. Yeah. This is horrible. You have been with this man for 10 years. You all have gone all over the world two or three times together. You have nothing but fun. You complete each other. You know, I am who I am because of him and vice versa. You know, we've been together for 10 fucking years. Yeah. But not everyone that, that's in my life knows who he is. This is unfair to Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> I would say that, honestly, that probably is, that's the moment uh, that I can say that I understood pride that we're talking about here. Yeah. Or that how pride, uh, pride for myself now includes that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It can include that part of myself for so long that I didn't, didn't know that I, um, I was, I've always been a very proud person, but yeah. in retrospect, it's like, you weren't complete. Yeah. You, you know, you weren't completely proud. And so it, it took, it took that, but it was, it was a long, long it was a long journey. Yeah. Uh, and and it, that's the perfect word for it is a journey. And it's, it's different for everybody. I mean, it, it could be however long you need it to be. It's, it's, 
when I was watching and, and for listeners out there and I'll, I'll tag it and whatever, I'll put a link. I don't fucking know, but um, I got a lot of my inspiration for this episode from the Hulu documentary series pride. It's a six episode um, docuseries and it just does a different generation each episode. Um, and Oh, fuck me. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> and really it, taken a journey. Uh, oh, oh, a journey, a journey. That was the thing. Yes. We were taking, uh, it, it, you know, the journey's different for everybody, no matter how long it takes. And, um, you, you know, it, it it's 100% up to you and it can take as long as you need. It can be as short as you need. Um, and Absolutely. it's beautiful. It's beautiful Absolutely. for each person. And Absolutely. with the ugly, you, there's going to be, there's gonna be good on the other side. Um, hey, look, life, careers. I really tell this to uh, young actors when I teach. Um, careers are, are, are like snowflakes, and people are like snowflakes. There are no two snowflakes that are the same. You're not fucking one. No two that are the same, but every fucking snowflake is brilliant and gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful, every single one. So you're completely right. It's yeah. a journey. Everybody, that's what we have in common. Snowflakes, yeah. journeys, but everyone is going to be different. Yours mm-hmm. is it's it's yours. Yeah, it is it's yours. It's your story to rock. However you feel fit, throw up your horns, y'all. Um, I, I want, kudos. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, I, I say kudos to you at your age that you are that you can you know that you can say pride. You know that yeah. you can be a part of pride, honey. When I was your age. Oh my God! There is no <laughs> fucking way. There is no fucking way. Well, I, I could have yeah. even. <laughs> I only have no, the no, people no. that I only have the people that came before me that fought, so I could mm-hmm. twerk. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I Say wonder. Like, first, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they fought twerking. so we could twerk. Patent pending. <laughs> I want to go back to Happy one. Pride. Happy Pride. Oh, Happy Pride. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I'm out of water. Um, I want to go back to some a really important thing that you said um, yes, because it was such a big part of watching that docu series for me. Was that um, you said that when you think of Pride, you think of there were you have these these really fucking great ass buzzwords that came out, and it was about you feeling proud as a black man, mm-hmm. and. I, I think it would I would be like remiss if I didn't take a minute to acknowledge how much the LGBTQIA plus it's down to a science at this point. If I can't, you know, that is so good. It's really good. I gotta I got to do it with the finger though because that's that's my mental like cue to make sure I get all the letters right. But um, how much the movement throughout the years took from the civil rights movement. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the biggest, one of the biggest members of the civil rights movement, Bayard Rustin, I said his name wrong, but don't hate me, everybody. I know that I said it wrong and I acknowledge it. Um, who was sort of like second in command and without him, like the civil rights, civil rights march on Washington wouldn't have happened. The I have a dream speech might not have happened if it hadn't been for him. And he was a gay man who didn't let that define him in any way, shape, or form, but the civil rights movement didn't want to put his name on anything because he was a gay man, but yet he fought with them anyway. And and just the idea of of marching and 
living out loud and being who they, I mean, that, those are things that, you know, the community took from, well, the community share that they share, they share together. There's no, I don't, I think took is the wrong word, but. Yeah, absolutely. The story of oppression is universal. Yeah. You know, it just, it just is. I wish more of us could understand that. <laughs> because that's what we all have in common. Yes, exactly. <laughs> really oh my God. Yes. This yes, idea yes. Of, of treating someone different just because they're different means, and by different, that, that's not even it. It's not even about being different. It's about just being. And it's the just, idea that you yes. don't fit a mold that at the time, what people thought was a majority. Because listen, y'all, the world's only getting browner and gayer. So just fucking get on board. God. Um, hold on. Let's put a pin in. You know what? Pin in yes. You're completely, you're completely correct. The world is getting brown. Yeah. But guess what? Oh. The world is already brown. I know. The world, the world, the United States might not be, but oh, the man. world is already brown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so if I can get Americans on board. Your, I'm just saying Americans and Europeans, we are the minorities. Think about it. If you look at the world, there are like over 8 billion people in the world. The United States only has yes. less than Ooh. 400 million. Yeah, Come on. Yes. Yeah. We're the, Grow uh, up, everybody. Grow um. the fuck <laughs> up. Happy, Happy Pride. Pride. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. That's All a right. bourbon Happy Pride. There, that that was, was a bourbon Happy Pride. Yes, I feel... Yeah, My yeah, drink's yeah, definitely better now that I've... Um, I've got through the orange juice and now. That, now. And I'm at the now moment. that you finished it, no, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I'm down to to blue, green, and red. Take it to the head. I could never. I might though. Squeeze, squeeze the <laughs> strawberry. Oh, squeeze the strawberry. Squeeze the strawberry in it. Okay. So here's one for you. Whenever you have a bad drink or something that you just can't finish, honey, take a strawberry, crush that bitch up, put it in the drink. The strawberry did. Yes. Ooh, I don't it know how. <laughs> we'll see what happens in 20 minutes to my voice, but the strawberry did help. He's going to be slurring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. So, yes. okay. So, let me ask you this. Yes. <clears throat> Alvin. Um, so in your, in your life, right. Mm-hmm. Your life, what was one of the most significant signs of progress that either one that you thought was most beneficial or, and, or meant the most to you mm-hmm. or the As in, yeah, LGBTQIA right. plus community? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for me, the one that, that meant the most for me personally, uh, the one that I understood the most, and probably because, because probably I had the most uh, stake in, in, in this particular one, was um, gay marriage. The idea of gay marriage uh, being legal lies. Um, I was too young for don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't affect me at all because I wasn't asking, nor was I telling. I yeah. just didn't want to talk about it. So yeah. I didn't give a fuck what the law was. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't yeah. care. I'm not doing what I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even mad when, uh, what, 10 years ago when they were like, oh my God, don't ask, don't tell. It was horrible. Clinton was horrible. I was like, oh, was he horrible? I thought he was telling people to shut up. Right? Was that good? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So 
Uh, for me, it would it would definitely be uh, uh, the legislation passed under. Yeah. Uh, Obama. Yeah. Abjavel v. Hodges. I said Abjavel wrong too, so don't hate me for that either, everybody. Um, <coughs> Abjavel. Obj- I don't know. It's the drink. <laughs> I, I think that that I, I would have to probably say that's probably the biggest one for me as well, um, just because that was the one that happened in my lifetime that meant something to me at the time that I knew mm-hmm. about. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that would probably be a, a, a pretty, that's, I mean, that's a huge, that was a huge, huge, you know, landmark Supreme court decision. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's important to note that it was only five, four, it was a five, four vote. That's Absolutely. are still Absolutely. there. Um, <clears throat> You know, which is imagine. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, like, I'll take you there. (laughs) Oh, just clutch the um, pearls. Yes, Uh, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, he did clutch his pearls. (laughs) He did. One of them fell in his martini (laughs) glass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was it? What was it? Um, shit. Um, uh, five four uh, vote. Uh, that four of them are still yes. there. Yes, they're still there. This is fucking Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, shit, it was it was before the Supreme Court. The, uh, it was the decision of gay marriage. Shit, I don't know. It will come back. Yeah. And if I forget, if, if, yeah, and you know, and if it doesn't, it clearly wasn't. <laughs> it didn't matter. It, didn't it, didn't matter. Matter. it just didn't happen. Yeah. No, me singing "I'll Take You There" was much better, and you touching your curls was so much better than anything. And if you else. think for one second I'm going to edit that out, you are mistaken. <laughs> don't edit any of this shit. This is good stuff. I know. No, no, no. The only thing I'm going to edit this out is where is I just real. completely went to hell. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might want well to take that one out. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, no. So, what what advice would do you have mm. for anybody in the LGBTQIA plus community? Mm. Hit the finger again. Yeah. Um, any members of that uh, who are mm-hmm. either you know living their life out and proud, or who you know have not you know made the made the journey out out of the proverbial closet, mm-hmm. which I don't like that term, but. It's mm-hmm, one that I think mm-hmm. most people understand. Um, yeah, what advice Absolutely. would you have? If it's, for... not, if it's not the closet, what is it now? It used to become, is it something new now? I have no, you know what is so interesting? And I'm going to go on a tangent. So buckle up, bitches. But um, so I'm a huge Will and Grace fan. Yes. Um, and the uh, first gay kiss on TV. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, public TV, I guess. I don't know what it is. Any, either way. Um, but they did a reboot recently. It was fine. <laughs> it was there. It existed. Yeah, yeah. And there's one mm-hmm. episode where Will dates this much younger guy. This much younger guy mm-hmm. played by Ben Platt. And uh, Ben Platt is playing up this very much Gen Z persona of someone who, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's a technical term. Um, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have this beautiful dialogue that happens between the two of them where Ben Platt asks him about his coming out story, which I think is very reminiscent or not reminiscent, but very like, what the fuck is the word? It just represents, I think, a good idea of what the LGBTQIA plus Gen Z community looks like. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the drink. <laughs> yes. Um, but so, and you know, Will tells him, you know, it didn't go well. My dad crashed a car. My mom cried, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what was yours like? And he's like, oh, well, it was really rough. Uh, my parent, I know I came out when I was five and my parents both threw me a coming out party on the same weekend. So that was rough. And it's, this big, it's like this big joke of like, are you, are you kidding me? Is this, is this what this is? So I don't really know. I don't, I, I don't know to answer your question about if in the closet is still a thing. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Well, see, but I mean, and the reason you can't tell me, Caleb, is because you're actually older than the people that are actually making those decisions now. That's true. Because <laughs> it's all being driven, seriously, it's all being driven by the fucking youth right yeah. about now. Yes. My, uh, I wanted to ask you because you're younger than I am, like, do, do, we, do people say that in the closet, you know what I'm saying, anymore? Because what, what closet is there if you're coming out at five? It's a very small closet. It's from Jimboree. And um, I mean, do you know what I mean? You yeah, don't even I didn't have a closet. Your shit's no. in a nightstand. You You're walked five. out the door and said, Hey, bitch. Yes, you don't <laughs> hang up shit for a five year old. Do you yeah. hang up shit for a five year old? No, no. You put it in the, in the dresser. No, I run away from five year olds. <laughs> so, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Well, I will tell you, a five-year-old doesn't have a closet of clothes. No, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm sure some do, but no, not a closet of clothes. So it's it's so wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the advice I will answer your question. Um, my advice to uh, any young person, and this is any young person, uh, uh, would be to. Being proud, proud, uh, and being gay is only part of the mosaic that is your life. It may be a large part, it may be a small part. For everyone, it's different. But there are other. But to be a whole person, there are other things that go along with it. So. As much as uh, if you are in a position where you're able to be proud of who you are and you're supported in that, that's awesome. Put some other things with it um, so that you can help others um, that aren't as fortunate as you, meaning get educated, meaning uh, make art, meaning learn uh, things so that you can help make someone else's life easier. Um, for those that aren't as fortunate as, as, as that, which I'm sure there are a lot here in New York. Uh, I live in Chelsea. The village is right down the street. I see the, um, you know, the homeless, um, gay youth and, uh, you know, summer is coming and it's pride, honey, it's pride now. And let me tell you, Mm -hmm. the kids are proud. Yeah. That's one thing the kids will always be, is the kids will always be always proud. Always be proud. They will always be proud. But as an oppressed uh, person, you can't help but be. Yeah. Because there is no alternative. So the kids are out there and they're proud. And for those kids um, that are proud, despite what life uh, is fucking giving them. Um, but the first thing I would say is hold on. 
seek and use uh, services, people, um, be in places or surround yourself with things that are going to help you become a whole person. Um, <clears throat> because being fabulous and homeless or fabulous and not eating, you know, a lot, fabulous and not really knowing um, what your week, not really having a schedule is only cute for a few years. Yeah. It's only cute for a few years. And that body is only cute for a few years. Um, because sooner than you think that cute turns very quickly into um, foolish. Yeah. And at a particular age, the world expects something different uh, of us. So I don't mean to, uh, this is totally not one of those lectures like Bill Cosby used to do uh, <laughs> us back in the 90s. Yeah. You know, we really get down on black people in the 90s. That is not what, what I'm saying. What I am saying is uh, for those where it is hard, where your family, where you don't know uh, if you can really talk to your family, you don't know what they will say and you're scared of that. Or mm -hmm. if you're trying your best to honor what's going on in the family. <clears throat> and so you're being quiet, you know, for them and what have you. Hold on, hold on. Um, things do get better, but they get better if you have something to bring to the table. Um, that's, and I'd, I'd hate to go here. It's, it's so it's so trite. It's so fucking trite. But I want those youth, and I see them all the time. Um, I want them to take all of that that they are and go get educated yeah i want them to go and get you know what i mean <clears throat> get yes. educated get a skill um yes <clears throat> do go and do um some and know that what i would uh, here's the advice i'm sorry this probably, no, no 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 i this is perfect the advice um is that take Youth is wasted on the young. Youth is wasted on the young. Take advantage of um, the youth and do something uh, with it for for later. Yeah. Look look further than look further than than your nose. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, have your fun. Do do all of that, but. Oh God, you can't tell oh, oh, those those poor oh, those poor kids, those poor kids. Because you know, if, if, even if like if you're scared to tell your family and things like that, you don't live with your family at, a, at after a particular <clears throat> age. At a particular yeah. age, you really do become. Uh, it's about you. It's about you making choices. It's about you living. It's about you making a way in the world for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a hard time now at home, if you're having a hard time now in your community or what have you, it will only get worse as you get older. If you are not self-sufficient, yeah. if you are not someone that can make choices for, um, for, for yourself and the world has changed a lot just in 20 years, um, where you can be who you, 
you can be who you are in more places now than you could 20 years ago. So there's no excuse um, <clears throat> for you to not do everything you can to, to uh, take control of your life and be the master of your own fate and, and do for yourself and tell all those people that you were scared of and tell all those people that thought that you were a piece of this or that you were, you know, some demon spawn or that, you know, you were whatever. Tell them to go fuck themselves because you don't need any of, any of that because you have done what you needed to do to make yourself a self-sufficient person and a, a, a contributing member to society. I will get off my soapbox. No, that was got a little got a little misty. We're gonna move past it. Um, you asked these damn questions. No, I did. I just <laughs> wasn't ready. Um, but there are two things that really jumped out at me about uh, about your answer, and one of which is that <clears throat> about you know the idea of going out and learning a skill, becoming self sufficient. And and I want to just sort of elaborate on to that fact is that like I know I know a lot of gay people. Okay. I know a lot of people in the whole community. I'm just gonna say whole community from now on because I sound like a fucking asshole saying everything. Um but, <laughs> but in the whole community, I know I know so many people and you know, I it's not like I'm like, oh well, I have this um uh gay writer friend. Or I have this uh, gay actor friend, or I have this um, you know, lesbian website designer. I have a writer, I have an actor, and I have a website designer friend. And the the idea, yes, that it's part of your sort of your your personal build, but it is not your defining factor in life. Is that no. it, it, is, it is, and it's a great part to one of the things that they they talk about in that documentary is that. Um, you know, the people that do belong to the whole community um, in a way have this really great gift that they have within them because they have already started the journey of learning adversity, of learning struggle and learning overcoming it. And that's not something that can be taught. It's not something that, you know, some people who go through new hardship in life whatsoever, like learn that when, you know, a close family member dies or being fired mm-hmm. from a job or, and, you know, not that I'm, I almost said, not like those superficial things, like losing someone is obviously fucking terrible, but, no, um, but you know, it, it, this sort of internal struggle that you have to, you, you, you sort of fight with when you're younger because you don't know, you know, you can feel like the only gay person in the entire world. Um, and that actually leads me into what else you said about becoming educated and this is something that I'm going to get on my soapbox now. Not that this episode is a soapbox, but it's going to be for the next couple seconds here. In that um, there is a severe, severe, severe problem when it comes to any sort of LGBTQIA plus education in, in, in the world. Because it yes. doesn't exist. It, it doesn't. I mean, unless you you actively go and seek it out or... You know, and the, and the shining hope that I, I sort of have is that, like, because, you know, the youth is now coming out much earlier, right? At five, mm-hmm. maybe. Yes. And, and it, the world is becoming, you know, as, as, as hard as it might seem, it, the world is becoming more accepting. Yes, it um, is. Mm-hmm. 
and and that that gives me hope in the fact that you know if a, if I had a kid and he came out at five, well obviously if I had a kid and he came out at five I would get him every educational resource that I possibly could but I'm hoping that other parents are doing that too because the education system is going to fail you if you identify as anything less than straight as a straight heterosexual person um, and so it's a heterosexual white male Christian. yes. Yeah. And like, if you don't fall into those categories, well, figure it the fuck out for yourself, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and I understand it's important to learn history, but you're leaving out such big parts of history. Um, What did I write? Hold on. Let me look at my papers here. Alan Turing, the guy who broke the the Germany Enigma code in World War II, was an Mm -hmm. openly Mm -hmm. gay man who helped win World War II. I didn't find out about him until I was in my mid-20s. And because, because you saw the movie from the normal heart, no, from the normal heart. That's how I found oh, it. Oh, from the normal heart. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So I mean, it was a very brief section of the normal heart, um, yeah, yeah. but that—that's how I—that's how I learned about it. And and you don't learn that. You don't learn about how the war was won. You just know that it was won by someone. You don't learn about Stonewall. You don't learn about the other riot that happened at the Continental. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Compton Cafeteria riot. I just had to reference. Did you say the Compton Compton cafeteria riot? Yeah. Ah, yes. It, Which was, was this in in Compton? Actually, in Compton, L.A. I don't think so, but it could be okay. wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Compton's cafeteria. Compton's cafeteria, Compton. right? Right. It was. It was okay. years before Stonewall, and it was also led by uh, black trans, you know, people who. Mm-hmm were just mm-hmm. fucking sick and tired of being uh, targeted by the police. And that was, it was the coffee thrown in the face and it was not th- a three day riot, but it was still a riot. It was the first one. And it led to um, the national transsexual counseling unit, which was the first peer run support and advocacy organization in the entire world. Um, in, you know, 1966. in 1966, you know, two years after the, you know, Civil Rights Act was passed and one year after the war on crime started. So it, you have these like lineups of things and these, you don't learn about that. You don't learn any of this because no. it doesn't fit into your pre- predominantly white school boards telling you what you can and cannot learn. So the world isn't going to give you this on a platter. And unfortunately, as of right now, you've got to go find out the information and the resources are out there. I mean, God, the internet's fucking Absolutely. everywhere. It's, you know, yes, so absolutely. You know, I You're mean, completely right. Yeah, it 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 literally breaks my heart to like think about. You know, I mean, I like I said, you can feel like the only gay person in the world, which is exactly how I felt when I was in high school. I didn't think anyone else was gay but me because it was happening to me, which mm. I guess makes mm. sense. But like, I didn't learn about anything in sex ed. And actually, my second episode of this whole oh. podcast, I made this joke about how. It was something along the lines of, like, do you know how many pizza delivery guys I had to sleep with until I knew that that's not how gay relationships worked? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Oh, that's but, like, what else do, you know, like, what else did people have outside of, like, gay porn to really understand, like, what, you know, how the, the actual mechanics of it work? Because you don't learn about it. And it's unsafe. And right. it's unfair mm-hmm. to people who are sitting in these classrooms being like, well, I don't care about that. I want to know how it's going to relate to me in my world. And they're not going to ask about it because you don't talk about it in anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's just the the lack of, Oh wow. The lack of support and education that's out there is a huge reason why, you know, the LGBTQIA plus youth 
um, is so quiet for so long because they don't know about it. They don't know any better. They don't think it's right. They don't, you know, maybe they go to church and are told that it's wrong. I don't know. But the education system is not set up to help anyone, but you said it perfectly, white, straight Christians. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so... I have a... Can I ask you a question? Of course. Are you going to ask me how many pizza delivery guys I slept with? The answer is four. (laughs) That's not true. You are lying. Yeah, absolutely. I was about to say, now, do we multiply that by what number and add what? Six. All right. Six has never really been a good number. (laughs) 26. It was 26. Oh, 26. 26 is good. I had a deal with Domino's, and it just did happen. (laughs) Did you get big six? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Anyway, you had the Domino's. You start the game with big six. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good for that (laughs) shit. But here's my... So so here's here's, here's a question. Yes. uh, That I actually uh, have for you, because... In pride, as, as you're talking, like pride is evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the shit is fluid, mm-hmm. just like the young people's sexuality. Exactly. Right? I remember being in college, honey, and I was like, I am bi, honey, I'll do anything <laughs> twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And um, <laughs> you know, and that's just so that you can be fluid. I mean, because you're young and you don't know, you know, yeah, you know, blah blah blah. You don't you know, you don't have to be accountable for anything. You know, exactly. this and the other. And that's where the youth are, you know, today. And that's what makes it so cool. That's why we can have so many damn letters and cis mm-hmm. and certain and all in all of these things. Yeah. This is driven by, you know, the youth. They're remembering it. They're memorizing it. So it's important. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I take my hat off to them. I take my hat off to you as well, yeah. because I still consider oh. you a part of that youth as well. So I, so my question to you, kind of question, observation, uh, is coming from someone who is 20 years older than you. The gay culture has changed yes. from the days of um, quote unquote backstreets, mm-hmm. quote unquote um, the bars underneath, you know, in the basement level uh, through the thing and the courtyard into a place, um, you know, these hidden places where people of the same sex could just go to just have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking about uh, the cock or anything like that, but, you know, just even just to have a drink to be in the same place at the same time without yeah. being, without being arrested. Yeah. Could you imagine fucking being arrested? Right. I just couldn't. Right? Just okay. for being so, somewhere. Just for being, you know, there. And because of the, you know, because of your sexuality, not the color of your skin, because I get that part. Right. But now, you know, this is something that is transcending or, you know, color of your skin. This is right. So because of that, because things were so uh, underground and what have you, um, then you move a little forward in history to like around my time and a little before that, where the club scene happens, right? The gay club scene is fierce and fabulous, and Danny and Junior and you know um, yes. Tunnel and Twilo, honey, all, whoo, <laughs> the Octagon. Oh my God! I spent ten years of my life shirtless and sweaty. 
<laughs> 10 years in easily, probably easily. more like 15, easily. <laughs> uh, you know, and that was, um, that was a particular thing. And it was extremely, it was very gay in the respect that it was uh, very homo yeah. sexual, meaning just one. So it was mostly men, mm-hmm. right? But it was still safe for the men, right? This is right. the place where, when in those clubs, you would do, honey, that was a place where gay men could go to be themselves. Okay. Since I've lived in here and I've been here 20 years, that scene has completely fucking changed. My husband, uh, who is uh, 10 years older than me, he and I had started having this discussion maybe about 10 years ago, seven mm-hmm. years ago, or something like that. I loved partying with everybody. Yeah. I could, you know, girls, got everybody, honey, we could all be in there that's just get shirtless and sweaty together. There was a song called Best Get Soaking Wet. It was queer as folk. I mean, we would get soaking wet. Yes. It was fabulous. And my husband hated it. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Did not, he just did not understand why girls even wanted to be in the club. You know, why they even wanted to be in there, you know, dancing and throwing it, as he would say, they're throwing their titties everywhere. You know, he, he's Belgian. Um, <laughs> he, and he's awesome. Caleb, when you meet him, you're, yeah. I know. He's a lot of things though. He, um, but he and I had this conversation and we were at odds on this. And what he missed and what he said was, but I can't, if there are women here with the titties everywhere, I can't do what we, you know, what we would, what we would do. The club is not the same. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This thing that was the, the way that we behave around each other as men, the what things that we do, the, the conversations that we have mm-hmm. uh, as men, that kind of thing is now broken because you've added another element to it. He didn't, he didn't like it. He doesn't still, you know, to this day. I just didn't give a fuck. Let's like, let's all do this together. Yeah. Where are people now? (laughs) Where is like, you know, but also, you know, the idea of the big clubs and things are gone as well. But yeah, like, how does that, how does that work with everybody partying and uh, cohabitating and existing, you know, all together? Does that make sense? Is that it? No, it does. It makes perfect sense. Um, and after not <laughs> experiencing it from a year, I'm really going back and like thinking about like what what it was like. I mean, <clears throat> I only have really two points of reference to any sort of clubs like mm-hmm. that. I mean, Pittsburgh is big, but it's you know we have we have one one club that you know like the bathhouse is above it, so it's like they're they're two separate businesses. But the <laughs> you know oh, <laughs> there's a stairway that goes down and you can get there but it's still two separate businesses uh but we just we had one club that was very much like that it's called hot mass i don't even know if it exists right now anymore and it's mm-hmm. inclusive to every and all um mm-hmm. and it's and even now, like if I were to just think about like places that I've maybe even been recently when it comes to, it's sort of a, it, it is, it is a free for all. There's no, um, yeah. 
there really is no like 100% like male only environment. Mm -hmm. Even the bathhouse, which is typically like that, not that Mm -hmm. I've been more than 10 times, maybe less. But um, there are there or are occasions more. or more. There are occasions and, and things like that where like it's all is welcome, and it, it it's sort mm-hmm. of just this. Uh, I don't want to say free for all because that sounds a little sketchy. But it kind but, of but it kind of is though, right? I mean, yeah, it really is. I mean, and I've I've never been in a situation um, at the club or in the bathhouse above it where I've walked in and seen just like an orgy happening or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the sort of inclusivity of everyone being there is not uncommon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Well, Good first time. of all, those kind of orgy things don't have to bad houses. I didn't think they would. <laughs> no, that's a, that's another, that's another space. Um, <laughs> that's another space. Yeah, uh, and tell. generally, generally, it takes a couple of passwords, and <laughs> and I'm not telling you this because I know from experience. Of course, no, I uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, honey, I've been in New York 20 years, and I came here to do the do, and I yes. have done it. You know what I mean? But I, <laughs> there's there's something though to be said uh, for what you're what you're talking about the idea of the free for all, mm-hmm. and meaning. Um, that things are more, more, you know, except we're, we're more acceptant of each other. And that's what I appreciate. And that's what I look to the young people uh, for. And that's why I applaud uh, the young people Uh, for us. When I was coming through, it was about being black, you know, being proud of being black brand medallions. And that was a big shock to, you know, uh, black families, especially like religious families or middle class family or upper middle class families, you do not go around with your showing all this blackness, this, that, and the other. But right. we were like, um, we are black. And so we led our, um, you know, our parents, you know, into this, we can reclaim our blackness through African blah, 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 you know, all that yeah. kind of spike right. stuff that we did in, in the 90s where my parents and things were coming, you know, after, uh, right after civil rights, right? Like the first things of of, of integration. And so I became more acceptant than my parents were in, you know, what have you. And what I see in the youth is that things like color and now sexuality, the youth really don't see anymore. I mean, we still have problems in our country, clearly, but the problems are because of the adults. It's not because of the kids. I really honestly don't think that for the most part, uh, kids don't really see race and color uh, and gender and what have you, and that's gone so we can party together. You know, if gay men uh, have sex a particular kind of way, women, you know how gay men, how how men have sex. Hell, you have the internet too. Men, you know how, I mean, so, and and I think the young people are like, hey, we're good with that. Uh, Who's playing? Play the the music. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Play the music. Hand me your phone. Um, yeah, yeah, play the music. And so yeah. that's why I think that I was saying earlier with the um, uh, my my advice to people is uh, time and the youth have moved us past just that small piece of sexuality. You know what I mean? The struggle yeah. now is is somewhere. It's still there. It's still, it's still there. there. Right. It exists. But but 
there are more opportunities. And so your, your focus and your fight can be forward thinking and forward looking and yes. honey, get you some equity, get yeah. you something in your head. That's yeah. where, that's where the fight is. Everybody knows you're gay. Yeah. And you're not getting arrested because you're gay. Right. You know what I mean? The, not, the, not by law. Right. Not by, not law. by law. Right. Right. Not, exactly. Not by law. You know? Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's so, a, it embrace embrace the obstacles that the people that came before us already overcame, yes, and then that, let's just keep going until it's you know we don't have to like wonder if you know <laughs> our rights one day we might wake up and be like oh well fuck okay here we are okay um, absolutely because yes. that's something that I mean you know not to get like too too political but i mean one of trump's last things in office was that he passed that bill that made it okay for government funded agencies that um adoption agencies to discriminate yes. against lg i mean you know and that's yes. thankfully been overturned but that was that was 20 that was 2021 that was this year that happened this year that happened think, this I year think, absolutely or at least the very end of last year i don't know the blur the covid blur but um it did happen mm-hmm. and it was recent and it's something that like you can't become complicit still have the pride still but understand that the pride that you have now is not just you know dancing in a tube top on a float by all means do that live it up because yes celebrate because there is a lot to celebrate but it's it's not don't put your head down keep your head up and and make your voice heard because without that (laughs) we're fucked um we are totally fucked (laughs) yes Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's a fucking high note. So, um, <laughs> oh, here like, we go. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Oh, I'll just eat my strawberry. Next one in the mouth. Hey, like Don't talk with your mouth full. Well, you know, he's talented. I'm I want good. Um, Alvin, thank you so, 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 so fucking much. Caleb, you're more than welcome. We're talking more than welcome. Me. Thank you. You are just a gentleman, a scholar, and a judge of fine whiskey because you do happen to be drinking it. Yes, so. sir. All over it. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right>. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. I really, yes. hey, man, I really uh, appreciate, I appreciate you even uh, thinking about me to come yeah. uh, and, and talk and be on your podcast and, and what have you. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's cool. And you and ladies and gentlemen, Caleb is an awesome actor as well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I enjoy doing that with you uh, also. Mm. And I'm over this COVID shit because I'm telling you, I got, I got, I need to get to Pittsburgh. Yeah, you have to. You have I to need out. to get. You mean Lisa Ann and Don and whoever? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a free for all, baby. It's a free for all, baby. <laughs> it's a free for all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> for all um oh fuck i didn't stop oh um okay everyone we will be right back okay and that was alvin keith alvin just a super huge thank you to you for taking uh the time to talk with me Uh, i know this episode was a bit longer than most so i'll try to keep this brief but just so many important things came up Uh, alvin and i actually wound up recording for over two hours so there are a few things that did get cut but i did save one clip that i think is incredibly important that just didn't stand on its own in the conversation we had uh that made it into the episode and i'll play that clip at the end um but I just want to end this episode once again wishing everyone out there a happy Pride, no matter how you celebrate. And always remember that the first Pride was a riot. And 
that while we absolutely should celebrate this month, remember that pride is all year long and we mustn't lose sight of what everyone that came before us fought for. And to any of my little baby birds out there that are maybe struggling with their identity or struggling to come out or just struggling in general, know that you are beautiful, you are loved, you will overcome whatever obstacle is in your way because you are simply perfect and fabulous and there is no better way to be. Uh, And if your family doesn't accept you for the way you are, then I'm your family now, bitch. So if you are a fan of making a martini, please let everyone you know know and then share it and then have them share it and then go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review for me because I'll love you for it. Uh, I do want to shout out one review I did get from Dan Say, S-A-E, I don't know who, but entitled Boozy Classy Ratchet. And if that doesn't sum me up in a nutshell, I don't know what does. Uh, Okay, I think that's it. This has been Making a Martini Up, Dry, and Straight to the Point. Cheers. Where's the money that's going to helping, um, you know, transgender youth? Where's the money that's going to lobbying assholes that are telling children that they have to, you know, they can't use a fucking restroom, yep. you know, or kicking kids out of school. Where is the money for that yeah. type of shit? Which also, you by the way, I mean? if you have any problem with where anyone has to go to the fucking bathroom, then you can go suck a fucking egg because no one gives a fuck what your opinion is. But anyway, what were you saying?